Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling. Ugh. That's what she said. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael, Welcome back. Let's get on into it. Today, we will explore the topic of the therapy of writing. Some of you may skip past this episode because the word writing in and of itself is negatively connotated for you, while others may find this episode particularly appealing. Listen, I get it. I get all of it. I want to encourage all of you to give this installment of That's What She Said a chance, though, because today I have two very dear friends share their journey with me. And as an English teacher who is in the classroom educating the youth every day and trying to instill some sort of passion for writing, I can tell you that there truly is so much to address when it comes to this topic. So join us and really listen as we hope to ignite the flame for you on this month's installment of That's What She Said, The Therapy of Writing. All right. So coming into this episode of the therapy of writing, we are going to start with introductions. I got two of my close friends joining me here today, and I'm going to ask for them to just briefly introduce themselves. So Lauren, go ahead. Hi, my name is Lauren. I am 29, and I'm feeling good. And Hayden. Hey, uh, I'm Hayden. I am 31, and... And I am your host, Shelby Swanson, and we're going to go ahead and get on into it. So I want us to all start and think about, I really want us to reflect upon what our journey has been with writing. What has that process looked like for you guys? When is it that you really got into writing? And um, I really want you guys to just kind of detail what that experience has been like for you. So I'm going to let Hayden go ahead and do the honors and just tell us kind of what your journey has been with writing. Okay. Um, wow. Um, I mean, it might sound a little corny to some people, but writing has straight up saved my life. Um, I didn't, I didn't know what, uh, I didn't know how, uh, important it was to me when I was younger. Um, and then in, in doing it in, in writing, uh, just for myself and, uh, eventually for other people, um, I, uh, I really realized that, uh, it's a, it's something that is it's so important to me to be able to get my thoughts out on, on paper, because uh, a lot of times, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't always compile and, uh, and compartmentalize all those thoughts like on the fly. And, uh, especially in terms of teen angst and everything else going on, um, it, it really, really has helped me to be able to express myself and like trust what it is that I'm feeling and thinking. That's I like that you bring that up. Um, I think I was texting you about this the other day and I was talking about how just like some people are better speaking and other people are more better. They're more well written. So I feel like you're kind of tapping into that and talking, just reflecting upon how writing has been that mode for you, that avenue that has really helped you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
I, and I actually didn't know that at first because I, I, you know, I was always pretty insecure about it, and um, I, I didn't want to share. I, I still haven't really wanted to share a lot of my writing with people, but it's, um, it's something that you know, when I have had the confidence to do so, it's pretty well received, and it's pretty inspiring for other people. Um, I think that it really, um, I mean, it really brought me through some pretty dark times when I was younger. And, and, uh, mm. and Lauren, how about you? What has your journey been with writing? What does that look like? Um, it kind of directly goes along with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm bipolar and when I get my mania, that's like my only outlet to express myself and get things down. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like throughout the years, that's been like a really good way for me to cope when I'm feeling my worst. Mm-hmm. And it just like the creativity just comes out of me. And um, so that's kind of like my journey with writing is um, it, it helps me when I'm at my lowest. Yeah, I think when putting this episode together, I've talked to both of you guys about really what this journey has looked like for you. And I think thinking about my journey and your guys' journey, that's where I was comfortable in labeling this episode, the therapy of writing, because I think for all of us to some degree, it is very therapeutic and it has helped us through good times and bad times. Um, For my journey, my journey personally, I think back to when I was in kindergarten and our teachers had us writing in those like paper journals. And I remember it it was so cute. My parents gave me this like chest of stuff that they've collected from me over the years. And all of my journals from kindergarten and first grade where I was writing these like elaborate dragon stories were in there. Like I had journals upon journals of these dragon stories. And I honestly could not even tell you like what the stories were. I think I just really liked drawing dragons, but I like, I think for me, I'm a pretty creative person and um, writing has always been that outlet for me. And then really getting into my later years some of my own trauma that I've experienced in life and just when I've had to really like make sense of things um writing has really helped me with that to be able to just reflect and again going back to what we were talking about previously um I'm just such a better written person than I am with speaking so being able to reflect upon what I write and being able to make sense of things that have happened in my life like that has really been my outlet for me is writing yeah I know I've gotten a few letters from Shelby over the years <laughs> yeah I think I think everybody's <laughs> probably gotten some kind of letter from me I know I know like when Tyler and I get into arguments sometimes I uh, just pour it out on a piece of paper rather than heat of the moment yelling and things like that you know like this is a good way to deal with it, though. It, it really yeah. allows me to digest, I think, everything yeah. that happens. Uh, definitely an amazing point. Uh, so, like, the catharsis of uh, just being able to process your thoughts. And uh, so, you know, a lot of times you won't have an outlet or an avenue to talk to somebody or anybody at all. And uh, to be able to sort of cycle through and filter your own thoughts through that, uh, medium of any any kind really is 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 pretty amazing. It's like it's definitely helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it's it's really interesting to uh for instance like uh, i was just looking back at some old writing uh from like i don't know 2015 2016 and to be able to put myself back into that moment where the where i was for sure and you know get a visual of it and really like understand how i was feeling at that time and using that to sort of uh, you know, bolster what it is that I'm going to do next and how it is that I feel. You know, does this stand up? Is this accurate? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, do I still feel this way or uh, what's different? And uh, it's a, it, it's actually, it's, it's a really pretty magical thing that uh, people take for granted all the time. For sure. I, I like that you mentioned that I was actually looking back on some of my writing just like an hour ago. And man, there's this one, there's this one piece I was reading. I was like, damn, I was like a really bitter person when I wrote this. Like, and but it's I mean, it definitely offers perspective. It allows a lot of like, internal reflection as well of like, well, why was I feeling that day that way? How have I grown? And, you know, what can I carry with me from that experience? Too. And what more do I need to do? For sure. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys a question. And the reason why I want to ask you this is just because of like really how I like I am submerged in this world of 11 year olds who hate writing. And um, that like that is my profession. Anytime I talk about writing, like majority of my students roll their eyes and they're like cursing me on the inside. And I think that for whatever reason, in some ways, there are a lot of people at a young age who do not necessarily like understand the therapy behind writing or they take it for granted or they don't see the value behind it. And I'm just curious, you know, thinking back to when we were all younger, um, do you guys feel like you had a different attitude towards writing when you were younger? Like, what do you think your feelings were at a young age about this concept of writing? It was what I was good at. Like I like I loved it. If someone like was like, make up a story, I'd be like, I got you. You know, like I'll mm-hmm. make up whatever story you want. Like, <laughs> I, do like, you? I remember in like eleventh grade English, like it was like I just wanted an A, and I'd read everything and I'd write like the best papers. Like <laughs> I, it was just like the thing I wanted to strive in. Like. Do you feel like it was uh, creative writing that you really took a liking towards at a younger age? It was kind of both. I liked research writing like, okay. as well. I, I liked like making a point and researching. Like I didn't like get really into creative writing, like in writing poetry until like last year is when it kind of came to me. Okay. Um, so before then it was just um, mostly just like, journaling and doing stuff for school awesome um i'm trying to think so actually like most of my writing is like creative writing i do a lot of like stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. and um when i was younger i i don't know when we were younger it was like it, it, it there was this whole sort of need to be cool while not being uh you know, like nobody, nobody wanted to be, <clears throat> excuse me, like uh, dumb. But I don't think there was really a translation there. And so, like for me, I um, I didn't really find the benefit of any of it until I actually wrote some stuff down and then got some some good feedback from it. And you know, I had some teachers and some other 
people tell me that, hey, th- this is something that's pretty good, and you, you should do this more. And, you know, I mean, Shelby, Lauren, you two, you guys both know a lot of my, like, younger years. So mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty pretty substantial for me to, like, have somebody praise that and encourage me to do that. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, it ultimately did come pretty naturally to me. Although it's this uh, this idea of like doing work in general. So uh, it, once for, yeah. for me, I, it had to be something that was like necessary for like my sanity and for for what I'm trying to figure out, uh, as opposed to like a chore or like homework kind of thing. Right. Um, so I, if I fe- if I feel pressured at all, I, I'm like I pretty I'm pretty done by it. So what, like, what's your workaround for that? Like, how do you make it? How do you, because I deal with that too. Like I'm in, I'm in the middle of writing like two pieces and sometimes I'm like, oh, this just feels like something I have to do and not necessarily something that I want to do right now. So like, how do you, how do you like fix that for yourself? How do you change it so that it is something that you continuously enjoy and it doesn't feel like a chore? I think to be honest, for me, I try to just combine the aspect of it being a chore and it being a therapy for myself and just sit, just remember that they're both one and the same to a certain point. Like Mm -hmm. I've been, what I've been trying to do lately, um, this is actually only pretty recently is just write something every day. And I've been trying to force myself to do it. So it is a bit of a chore. But mm-hmm. it makes the flow a little easier. It makes it a little, mm-hmm. little bit more natural feeling in the long run. You know, it makes it so I'm not so uh, apprehensive to get my thoughts out in, in, in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, because for me, there's a lot of like, uh, it, it's like similar to a journal or a diary. Like uh, a lot of the stuff that I write, I wouldn't necessarily want to share with people. Right. But it's stuff that I think is pretty important at least to me and if people want to read that then I definitely want to share it but it's like it's a little bit of a it's, it's hard to get into that mindset and that's why I've been trying to just like write something every day so I sort of be a little bit more comfortable with uh doing it and sharing it well and I think at that point it ends up becoming a habit and something that you feel like you want to be doing and need to be doing rather than something that you have to do right yeah and um I mean, it's definitely nice to feel like you are good at something, like or like what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Here's my next question from you, for you guys. Um, why do you guys think that some people stray from writing, whereas other people find solace in it? Like, why do you think there are these different attitudes towards it, towards writing? <laughs> People are different. Um, I think fear is a big factor. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. And, and I think they're also not encouraged necessarily to do it. Um, it's, it's, I think it's like with anything, really. Um, like, for instance, um, uh, like dance. Dance is like a, 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 a thing that generally people that aren't in, interested in it or are like very about it won't want to do and it's hard to get somebody to want to do that mm-hmm. um i think that it's important to sort of convey that concept not as like we were talking about not as a chore but as 
um, a utility as a tool mm-hmm. um, and something that can really, that, that is fun. Something that actually is fun. I mean, like, I, I can't tell you how, like, I, feel like I like I like to write a lot of rhymes and like, I'll write like poetry <laughs> or, just, or just jokes sometimes. And um, if, if you can get to a point where you actually feel good doing it, mm-hmm. then I think um, it, it's, it's so beneficial and, and people will see that. But I think it's getting over that initial yeah. um, of, uh, of understanding why it's important and why, why it's uh, beneficial to people. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I would say fear is probably a big factor and uh, lack of education. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what I think too. Like, I think when looking at writing, there are people who can just look at the whole concept and find a million different like struggles and difficulties that come with it. Like, at the very like surface level, like, oh, my grammar sucks. Like, I think that's something, especially, like, I think about in my line of work, I'm an educator, like, I think about a lot of my students who, like, don't even want to, like, touch the idea of creative writing or, like, writing an essay because they are just, like, totally self-conscious about their grammar. Um, I think that there are other obstacles in regards to being able to put down on paper what it is that you're thinking and like to have an original thought. Um, but I do really think the biggest thing, the biggest obstacle that so many people face with writing is the challenge of facing yourself. Like really, really seeing what's on paper and thinking about like just making sense of what's there, I guess, like journaling, like, writing like writing down what has really happened and then the possibility that you can go back and reflect on it later and be like well I was wrong in that situation or or like this is something like real and traumatic that happened in my life with writing writing is a documentation and I think when people see that documentation there rather than it just being a thought that is being held onto in their head it's sometimes scary And I wish that we could move away from that because everybody has their own story and everybody has their own experiences and that's how we learn. And I think that um, the only way, this is what, I mean, this is what we've learned when we were little. You know, if you practice something enough, you can end up growing growing for it or from it or whatever. And I think, yeah, and and I think like, if we just put writing into motion more in our day-to-day lives, it could be something we can gain confidence with. But I feel like so many people already put up barriers before before they even grab a pencil and even write a word down. Yeah. Well, I think two two things right off the bat. So uh, one, uh, a lot of people straight up just don't use pencils anymore because they're typing everything. But yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's still a form of writing, right? Like that's still. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. But I mean, there's also like there's that. Um, that analog feel of like actually like purging your thoughts onto paper Mm -hmm. and getting it out there. I also think that it's not really encouraged for people to, for young people to be vulnerable at all. It's like, it's like, uh, they, they want you to do this thing, but there's really not a lot of talking to how that's supposed to be done. And, um, like even for instance, like when we were younger, um, I kind of like, it was like, uh, writing, wasn't really sold as something that was that was fun or a benefit or worthwhile at all. It was it was sort of like okay if you like it, it, 
the boys, we always have found it. It's like, oh, if you want to, like, you know, write a diary or whatever, blah, 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 which is just so far from what it actually is. And, and, and even then, uh, write in a journal, diary, whatever, like, get your thoughts out. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really scary, and I think it requires uh, the individual to really, like, get in there and uh, start to, like, open up some doors and some boxes that are scary, one, already, just because they, they whatever it may be, but two, uh, the, the fear of, like, being scrutinized for your thoughts or, or whatever, because, you know, in, in a time where everybody's trying to be, you know, copacetic with everyone, um, it can be really difficult to get your thoughts out on paper and then get, you know, sort of the, uh, the reaction that you want, if that's the thing. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's really important that uh, people are encouraged to be honest. Just mm-hmm. be honest. And uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, uh, scary should be looked at as uh, something that's exciting, really. Like, uh, if it's scary, that means that it, it, there, there could be something there. So you can be a lot of benefit there. Um and and, cha- and when, when challenge is embraced, you 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 really stoked on the results that you get. Uh, you almost always. Yeah. yeah. I was. Uh, <clears throat> I have a podcast that I listen to. I like to listen to uh, a lot of true crime podcasts. <laughs> so I was. So I was listening to one, and um, something that was really interesting to me was that they were talking about how this girl who ended up being murdered, um, she had, she had been writing in her journal every single day since she was 10. So, so she, so she was, I think 16 when she died. And so she had six years in which every single day of her life was documented and a lot of the people who spoke on this talked about how she, um, how like it wouldn't even necessarily be anything that was like pages upon pages of documentation, but it would even just be like one sentence of what happened that day. And I was just thinking about how cool that was to be able to go back and just look at like one day in a random year in your past and see what it was that you documented, you know? Just yeah, the same as having a photo album or, or, or a video from when you were a kid. Right. Just going back and looking at the archives. And then, you know, made me think about I've never I've never really uh journaled too much in my life, but there was a six month plot of time in my life where I made sure I journaled every day. And it was when I studied abroad. And I recently came across that journal when I was unpacking stuff from moving and just looking at the stuff that happened every single day when I was living in another country and just thinking like all these memories flooding back and just thinking about things I had totally forgotten about that, you know, might've just been insignificant at some point or whatever, but being able to just go back and relive my own history. Like I have such a terrible memory that being able, <laughs> being able to go back and look at that documentation, whether it was something minor or major, it was just really cool to go back and relive, relive my history 
And it made me think about, you know, why don't I do this more often? And like, is it just because it feels like a chore or a task or, you know, it, I, it was a really cool concept to think about that documentation, that whole aspect of documenting your own life. It's kind of beautiful too, that you said unpacking it. So you were, you were unpacking yep. and you sort of came across this thing to unpack. Yeah. And, um, and in fact, actually I was going to mention that too, because like, uh, I got to read a couple of blurbs from the, the auto bio, right. Uh-huh. And, um, to be honest, I was like, Oh my gosh, I had blocked out so many things and I didn't like, I just had forgotten. And I, you know, I kind of feel like turd about it, but at the same time, like, in reading that, I was able to like you put me like right back, right back into where 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 everybody was, and it was like as vivid and clear as as right now, and it was it was really kind of cool to to uh, you know like sit in that nostalgia for a minute, and, relive uh, those and, moments. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, relive that, and to, and to know that like um, you know the significance that other people have in your life have had in your life, and. Uh, you know, particularly uh, your entire clan, Shelby. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, very thankful for for all of all of y'all's. But um, it, it also, it's also kind of um, you know, it's a little bit of a reality check. Like for me, I was like, holy, holy crap! Um, I I didn't I don't remember things as accurately as I thought, or or whatever. Yeah, that's how I felt when writing that piece. So, Lauren, I think. I think I've shared this with you too, and I'm actually going to share a piece from it later, but I've been over the years kind of writing my own autobiography, so to say. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because when I started writing that, I obviously had like, you know, a list of major things I knew I needed to hit on when I was writing that. But like really getting into the details of some of the things and like trying, like I said, you know, my memory is shot in some ways. And like, (laughs) and like going back and reliving some of those memories where I was like, okay, which friend was it that was there during this moment? And like, why did this event happen? Or why did I react that way? And like really thinking beyond just like, you know, we all we all think about our story and what has brought us to where we are today and made us the people that we are. But when you really think more and more detail about those events and not just like this event existed in my life, but really getting into the details of it, like we've been saying, it is so therapeutic. And that was the whole reason why I started writing this autobiography in the first place was because I was at a time in my life where I really needed some clarity and I really needed to just understand why I am the person that I am and who, like, what is it that's made me deal with this situation this way or have this view on this type of subject or, you know, I know I have certain things that, like, are very triggering to me or things that I get very defensive about. And it's like, why is it that I'm that way? And being able to go back and document your life and really get to the details of it, it helps me understand myself a lot too. Absolutely. And it it kind of shows you just how uh, fallible uh, eyewitnesses uh, recounts our memory. Like we all remember things. Like it was crazy. Like I, 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 in reading some of that, I know the exact moments that you're talking about, and I remember them, but I did not remember them that way. 
right. and um, and, and to, to 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 read the the memories that you have and to, to see the picture that you're painting, and then compare that with what I remember. I'm like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I should probably listen a little bit more. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about here. Um, but it, 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 that is, uh, well, yeah, but we were we were pretty we were pretty clutch twelve year olds. But I mean, I think that's, I think this is kind of what we're saying though, is like writing really can offer perspective, you know, like I know Lauren recently shared a bunch of stuff that she wrote with me and it was for me, you know, I felt like I was able to like get inside Lauren's head and really try to like understand her better and see things because, you know, I see things from where I stand, but to be able to see things from where other people stand and interpret a situation through a different lens, I think is probably one of the biggest benefits of reading and writing is, you know, just creating a more well-rounded view of life, right? And it's invaluable, really. I think so, for sure. Um, and it, it's like really put, put somebody else's shoes on your feet and walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. It, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's something that I talk to my students about all the time because they like, you know, I do these reading logs with my students and they're required to read for five days out of the week for half an hour. And then they have a prompt that they respond to. And I have so many students who just don't do it because it's too much. It's too much work for them. Right. But you know, I've had I've had this conversation with them so many times of like, you guys, I'm not trying to just give you one more thing to do to add to your workload. I'm trying to like broaden your views of life and have you understand that like there are so many different perspectives on a topic. And that's what you can learn through reading other people's work. And, you know, that's what you can learn from your own writing, too, is to just have a more worldly view on things. The world is bigger than just the lens that we see things through. And there, yeah, there is no knowledge that is not power. You know? The more you can read and know and mm-hmm. find out, the more you can develop all of these things, like uh, empathy, uh, just even if, it, like you said, uh, in terms of, you know, grammar and whatnot. Right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. But it's almost like there has to be a way to entice young people to want to do it. Because if they, it's like with anything, I think. If you, if, if it's not a chore, if you can tell them why it's cool, if you get them to be like, oh, that's awesome, oh, mm-hmm. then I, I think it's like kind of a no-brainer even for anyone. Like, like even, if you can get a, you know, a fourth or fifth grader or sixth grader to uh, see why it's cool to write, mm-hmm. then they're going to write. Right. Yeah. Well, and so I've had my, I've had my students do three, they've had three major writing assignments this year and they, they had an informational essay they had to write. They had a argumentative essay they had to write. And then our most recent writing assignment was a creative writing assignment and our creative writing assignment. I gave them a prompt where they were to write about an important 15 minutes in a made up character's life. And so, yeah, so it was, I actually got this idea because I had this as one of my writing assignments when I was younger as well. And it was really, it was really cool. Like 
you don't always think about the concept of time when you're writing, but a lot can happen in 15 minutes. You know, I told them, I was like, you guys just got back from lunch. Lunch is half an hour. Cut that time in half. What can happen in those 15 yeah. minutes? So, yeah, so, so it was really, it was really cool because, um, it, it was out of these three writing assignments I gave my students, it was the assignment where I got the most work turned in, which was awesome. And these kids, like, they were so excited to just have an opportunity where it wasn't overly structured, you know, where they're like, well, can I write about this? Can I write about this? Can it be something sad? Can it be something scary? Can my character have magical powers? Like, you know, all these things. And I was like, yeah, this guy is the limit. You're only criteria is that it has to be a 15 minute event and they got so stoked on it and it really you know goes back to what I think about really ignited that flame for me and my passion for writing which was creative writing I think we are such you know especially these kids I teach like they are such imaginative individuals that to have that outlet, but to also have somebody provide that outlet for you, like, hey, here's an option for you. Like, you don't have to look at writing as just like essay, like structured essay writing or, <clears throat> you know, a research paper or something. <clears throat> yeah, it's like you can you can have something where there are no boundaries too, you know, and like and when talking about no boundaries, like you can also take this tool outside of the classroom now and like apply it to your own writing that you do on your own free time. And I think that that's something that not very many people are familiar with. They just see writing as like overly structured. And I think there are some people who are just like traumatized from their high school years of having, or even like college years. Like, man, I remember this, like, 80 page thesis paper I had to write when getting my credentials. Yeah, man, it was, yeah, you got to do it. And, and I think you just have to have that knowledge of like, this is not what all writing looks like. Right. And to be able to separate that because like, like you were saying, so it's a really interesting idea actually. So for me, like I would not have gotten on board with the, the writing train if I was just solely relegated to homework because like i me and homework are not friends um <laughs> does homework have any uh, friends but at the same time uh when i when i was told that it was you know honestly i think you know who it was it was jim fritz dude it oh. was mr fritz he he, he told it to me so real. He was like, look, man, some writing sucks, and some writing you get to be in charge of. Dope. And it, and it said a lot to me, because um, in knowing that, and in hearing that, it, you actually can kind of expand your both both sides of that. You know, you, uh, what, what you have poetic licensing for, or whatever, in your own writing, you can then translate to, you know, uh, the, the chore of writing, we we'll call it, mm -hmm. and and vice versa. So once you develop a bit of comfortability in, in both, you can use those to expand uh, either. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, like, it, it, without something like that, without without knowing that uh, 
that I didn't like, like, you know, the, 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 the research writing, like Lauren says, likes a lot of, that's a, I can't stand, I can't stand it. I'm like, oh God, can I just talk about stuff like that I think or that mm-hmm. I know what I feel? Um, but it, it really helps to develop, uh, that, you know, just a comfortability. Uh, like for me, like you were talking about the 15 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, a little snippet. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that concept until uh, like late in high school where I had a, it was a problem. It was like an observational essay or something. Like, tell me about a time that, uh, an, an event that was, that transpired in less than 30 minutes is what it was. Okay, cool. And, uh, and I, and I talked about the time that, uh, I don't even know, you might even remember this, when, I, when we were younger and I, and I jumped down the ice plant hill like a ding-dong and busted my knee and like did all the stuff, I had to get stitches and yada yada. Yeah. And um, with the, with the, like, with the, uh, the guidelines, with the, with the, the parameters there, I was actually, I was so, I, I had so much fun writing it because, uh, like, cramming as much content like visual as I could think into mm-hmm. that 15 minute time slot or whatever that 10, 15 minutes, it really made the, the, the essay like pretty, pretty robust. You know, it was very visual and it was, uh, uh, it was like a really good, uh, good piece of therapy for me as well. I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh man, you know, like that happened. And I'm, I'm like recounting this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in, in pretty vivid detail. And, uh, you wouldn't think that you could get that much into that, that short, uh, that that little amount of time right there, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's good stuff. So, how do you guys think uh, technology? Now that we're like in this era of technology, how do you guys think that technology has impacted the art of writing? I don't write anymore. You you type everything. I only type. <laughs> Yeah, it's only because um, I cannot, my handwriting is atrocious. I write, it's like a doctor. And uh, I can type faster than I can write, and I can, so I can type just about as fast as I can think. Ish, I don't know, maybe, no, not at all. But um, it's a lot easier, plus, uh, and the spell check, you know. How many rivers has spell That grammar factor. And I think accessibility, because, like, I can type on my phone if I have an idea, you know? For sure. Yeah, you have that resource at your fingertips. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, and Lauren, I think you'll remember this. Do you remember the days of live journal? Um, I didn't have one, but you had one, and I would read your live journal, like, all the time. What the live journal? Live journal, man. Live journal was, like, the first of this... It was an online journal where anybody could read it. And, you know, yes, this, that's what I was just going to say. It was like before blogging was a thing. And yeah, so it was actually, I remember, I remember like times where, and to be honest, I don't know exactly how this worked, but there would be times where like, Chelsea, Leah, Michelle, and I would like not go to PE and ask if we could go to the computer lab instead. And we'd go into the computer lab and the thing that we did is we would just write in our live journals. 
And it's pretty crazy because I think this, with technology now, I think this whole concept of like documenting your thoughts in your life for the world to see is so much more prevalent. Like you have people, you have people with their blogs and you know, now it's like if you want to get any kind of job in, um, in, you know, like tech or media or whatever, anything like that, like they'll always ask for a link to your blog, which is yeah, crazy. Uh, social realm there. Yeah, it is so crazy. But I also think that the world could totally benefit from that and being able, you know, this is what we've been saying, like being able to read about other people's lives and their encounters and, you know, of like broadening our perspectives i think it's really cool in that sense that we've been creating more avenues for people to um you know put things down through the help of technology yeah i think it can be kind of a dangerous prospect as well though oh absolutely Um, yeah yeah if if if, uh you know if you uh are just finding yourself completely submerged in everybody else's life all the time then you know you might not be able to focus on yours as much as you would need um i, I personally i'm like uh, I, people have been telling me for a while to like get on more social stuff and you know I, I, like twitter and i've never had one of those or whatever but it's like to me it's kind of frightening it's like really actually terrifying to to think about like these really intimate thoughts that i'm having and to know that like any stranger can judge that or can, mm-hmm. can view that, make their own uh, opinions about it. And it's, I think it's weird because like uh, the, the, the initial point of a lot of writing for me is, is never concerned about what other people are thinking or feeling up until the point that I want to share it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when I, when I, once I go to share something, which I don't do often, uh, but I would like to be more mm-hmm. comfortable with it. Then I start to sort of like compound my thoughts about, oh no, is it going to be received well? Is this going to be yada yada? Right. And, uh, it's it's weird. The availability is it's like a, it's a really huge thing. And so, um, but I also think that you know that makes it, uh, you know, a little less daunting in the sense that like everybody can and is doing it for the most part, or or a lot of people are at least. So it sort of it sort of takes away the. Uh, I don't want to say like takes away the unique part of it, but like it really does. It just makes it so, you know, that isn't uh, as I don't know coveted or, or special. Or like everybody has the ability and the option to do so if they want. I feel like it all comes down to choice, right? Like um, how you choose to utilize that platform, what you choose to really taken as well like i mean this is the problem with social media as a whole too people are going to people are only going to put out what they choose to put out so you know you can have a really crappy life but you can write about how wonderful your life is and paint so i so i think uh making that choice on how much you really let other people's writing impact you and uh, making the choice as to what you put out there and how you choose to really, you know, chew on those opinions from other people. Um, I think, 
I think, yeah, technology is a great thing in the sense that it's opened doors for people to be more creative and, you know, because we're talking about writing in that sense. But yeah, I think what you're saying is totally valid too, where it could be a dangerous thing where, you know, we see things how people want us to see them. Yeah. So. Um, also, the fact that like, uh, like we particularly are in this like weird sort of generation where like, the you know like telecom and stuff was existing already in the 80s and then but we got internet we had like you know home pcs and all this stuff so like like the three of us particularly we were in that that weird little pocket where we kind of got the a little bit of everything as it as it starts to uh, evolve you know like we had keyboarding class computer lab Mm -hmm. stuff like that where um now it's like i'm pretty sure it's standard that I mean, I don't know what the standard is now, Shelby, but, I mean, all your kids have some sort of tech, right? Yeah, we're a one, we're one-to-one. All of our kids have their own iPads. Wow. Well, and do you remember, like, the big thing with that program? I remember sitting in that computer lab, Miss Chambers computer Ms. lab. Miss Chambers, that's right. And, uh... I remember it was like a competition with all of us as to who could get the highest words per minute. Like we would be typing and like looking, oh, I just got 44 words per minute. You know, like it was this it big thing. The accuracy at all. Right? Yeah. I can type 120 words a minute with 4% accuracy. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it's It's a funny concept, that technology. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys to make yourself vulnerable for a minute for me. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's, so here's what I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, if you have a brief piece of writing that you would like to share with listeners, if so, please share it along with a summary of what you want your listeners to know about this piece. So I'm just going to read the first poem I wrote. Cool. I like it. Because that's just easy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's a really great idea. Okay. So it's called Moonrise. I never had you from the start. My boosted ego on the loose. She runs away towards misfortune, her flame ignited by the moon. I'm falling asleep at night in the morning. Dream time has been wasted. Pay the fines. The answers come at dawn. I pack my bags and rail the lines. By noon, I'm unpacking, missing you, because the fucks I give outweigh the lost fucks from you. Yeah. I forgot I had that started that. That's okay. No, that's good. That's heavy. That's good. Yeah, I liked that one. I remember reading that one, and I was like, damn, Lauren's starting off with a bang here. The bang here. What was it called? Moonrise. Do you have a story behind that name? Um, it's not behind the name. It was just, um, I was in a really bad relationship that was going up and down and I knew it was like, it was like my ego that was like keeping it going. Like I just wanted to make it work because I wanted to feel good Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the right thing. It was leading me to do bad things. I, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself and like that this is how it came out yeah like because when I write like I just I I don't think about what I'm gonna write I just write it yeah that's that's how you gotta do it yeah Yeah. going going along with this go ahead so so that was my first poem I wrote 
and then I wrote 45 pages front and back worth of poetry in the next two months. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember you and I talking about that, and I was telling you, you got to get that published. Like, there's definitely going to be people who, um, like, A, you validate what other people feel in their lives. You know, your voice is one for others. And, uh, you know, I think there's definitely some therapy behind that that you can share with people through those poems. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and especially like Lauren, that's that, that stuff is like the fact that you went from that from that uh, whatever inspiration to forty five pages of mm-hmm. content like that. Um, that is like a feat in and of itself. And uh, if that's what you needed to do, then you know that really said that shows a lot. Like for, for instance, even like to me right now, like I've been trying to write every day, and I suppose I'm not motivated at all. And the fact that you you know, really took that pain and mm-hmm. translated it into something that you that I, I would think ultimately helped you is that's is pretty uh yeah it's pretty heavy. Well, and oh. one of the things that I'll say because again, like talking to both of you guys prior to this episode and just about your writing styles, I know both of you have mentioned that when you write, like it comes out kind of like raps or rhymes or whatever. And I know, uh, when Lauren, when I read your stuff, I was trying to find the rhythm of it too. Like, because I know you've read some of your stuff to me before and the way in which you read it is as though it's a rap to me. And so like trying to find that voice when I was reading your stuff, I thought that that was a really cool process too, is hearing it in that tone as well, where it was written as a rap um as opposed to just spoken word i think was pretty cool too i like that concept behind it thank you yeah i'm probably i'm gonna try to get it published it's just like a big thing to do like it just it's scary yeah but it will be so rewarding in the end too yeah so it'd be cool to like have a book yeah hayden do you want to go next or do you want me to go next um, I'm sorry. Okay, so I have a couple. Like, uh, I was just. I'm trying. I have a couple things here that, like, because uh, there's so many different uh, stuff. Like, that. I actually just wrote something the other day. Um, I don't know why I was inspired by. Like, it was like a, like a quote that someone said. But then you know, I've got like I've got some like actual rhymes. I've got some stuff that is just like kind of stream of consciousness that like might not be super easy to interpret. Like a Again, it's like I think it's uh, in, in like certain cases, it's uh, it's easier if you know the person or if you know the appeal, if you know the mm-hmm. feeling that they're trying to describe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking through my stuff and like also I'm just weird and insecure about stuff, so I don't really know. But uh, okay, um, like I guess in terms of like the rhythm, like you're talking about, um, the I wrote this thing the other day. Uh, somebody. Somebody was giving me a a compliment, but it was out of like a pretty negative and dire situation, um, and it it was it was weird because it just made me. At, at first, I felt like I sort of had this weird like imposter syndrome kind of feeling, and then what my friend said to me was really 
like it was really nice. It was really really sweet, and um, and, and I'm not good at taking compliments, so I decided to like take that and try to like you know extrapolate on that and, and see uh, you know analyze like what it is that I am what I'm thinking, and so mm-hmm. um, I got I guess I'll just go with this one. Cool. Um, bright and beautiful, hidden under hard packed dirt, still shining skyward regardless. A semi-successful blend of smart and stupid. Scrambled together recklessly, although thoughtfully, and re-scrambled. Time and time again, scrambling through life as well as his brain cells. Nimble, and with as much grace as is allowable for a human gyroscope alcoholic carny that literally can't not be snarky or bust a newcomer's chops if he wanted to. Barely alive, ordering on possibly being imaginary. Fueled by love as well as pure rage repurposed. He careens through obstacles faster than he can process them as such, thus striding at alarmingly high speeds through circumstance and strokes of luck about. With just enough anesthetics and determination to continue running confidently from the hip along the razor-thin, high-octane, full-tilt compilation of absurdity and precariousness that is the poetry of his life. Mm. Yeah, that word... Yeah, the word choice there, too. Like... I, you shared this one with me, right? I'm not sure, but uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you, I think you sent me this one recently. And yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I wrote it. I, I only wrote it, I think, since we were talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah i I was look I was listening to what you were having to say. That word choice is uh makes me think about my word choice a little bit more. Um and. I, you can definitely see that there is an ability to do some honest reflection there too. Right. Which, yeah. and you go, you go back and forth between like other people's perspective and your perspective too, mm-hmm. which I think there's definitely a rawness too as well. Ooh, yeah. It's, I mean, it, I think it's like, it's, for me, it's like just like to, to try and remain, like it, it, especially when I'm, I'm like doing things for, it's kind of like, okay, I don't have a therapist really. I don't have somebody that I can bounce ideas off of right now. So I'm just going to act as the other party and mm-hmm. then bounce ideas off of myself as somebody else. And this sort of like, I kind of like the flow that goes into it because it's like, uh, it, it, rather than focus so much on like whatever feeling of being passionate about this one particular thing, I'm trying to prove myself right. I just kind of process and go through it. I'm like, okay, well, this, this, mm-hmm. this. And I like that eventually I come to some sort of conclusion or I don't. Uh, it's like I, a lot of times I'll get to the end of a piece of writing and I'll just decide to end it mm-hmm. with no no resolution other than, well, that's all out there. Right. Um, but you can I see the it, process of self-reflection. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a little, it's, a, it's a little scary for sure. But I think it's easier when you aren't, it's not like you're battling yourself. It's more like you're just two versions of the same person trying to like hash it out. Yeah, I like that. I'll share my piece. Mine is from actually what we were talking about earlier in my autobiography that I've been writing. And I had a few different pieces that I was going to share, but I came across this one and uh, it definitely, like, I knew that this was the one. Um, This comes, this part of 
my autobiography is during the times that I was dating um, De Niro. And um, very toxic relationship, but this is also like a very pivotal moment in my life. And it is something that I actually think about a lot when I think about where I am today. And I'll kind of speak on that more in a moment. But um, it goes like this. In my head, only a, select, uh, only a select few people knew the truth about my relationship with De Niro. But as I have gotten older and reflected on this relationship, there is always one day that sticks out to me. This would be the day that would be monumental in my life for many reasons. Soon after my talk with my counselor, I had an English teacher, Mr. B, ask me to step outside of class and speak with him. I'm not exactly sure what I did to provoke this conversation. I could take a few guesses, but the conversation went something like this. Shelby, I know you are capable of more than what you are giving me. Mr. B, Mr. B was a kind-hearted Chicano man whose class I actually really enjoyed. English was a subject I had always been good at, and even to this day I remember my favorite unit in his class, a creative writing unit. He placed his hand on my shoulder and his eyes met mine. Life is going to be full of struggles. It will be hard, but I want you to know that I am here to help. Let's work through this rough patch together and get you back on track. Had I been slacking in his class? I honestly couldn't tell you. Probably, though. Again, my mind was so consumed with other bullshit that my academics were most likely at the bottom of my to-do list. Had my counselor filled in my teachers with what, was, with what I was going through? This could be, too. As someone who is now an educator, I do know that instances like these do typically get reported to teachers so that we can empathize and understand our students and their struggles. I wouldn't doubt it if awareness of awareness of what I was going, uh, whoops, I wouldn't doubt it if my conversation with my counselor was shared with my teachers in order for them to have awareness of what I was going through. The reason why this moment stands out to me is for a number of reasons, though. One, Mr. B could have very easily said nothing. He could have seen the red flags or had the talk with my counselor and said, okay, yeah, I'll keep my eye on it. But instead, he let me know that he saw me. He assured me that he was on my team and here to support me. This was what I needed. I needed someone to point out that my struggle was showing and they would guide me through that storm. Two, this was also the moment in my life that made me choose to become a teacher. I get emotional even thinking about this, but my, st but my story is one of many. Many kids have struggles, but what Mr. B did for me that day was something I realized I wanted to do for others. I wanted to one day help the youth and let them know that school didn't have to be labeled as a place where you just have teachers bossing you around and teens starting drama. I grew up with support at home, but knowing that I had support at school was a pretty big deal. I felt safe, and this is what I wanted to do for others. Whether Mr. B knew my story or not, he knew I needed his help. So, yeah, that was what I chose and... Um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was I the piece that I chose because it explains what got me to where I am today. And, uh, you know, just a little snippet of my earlier life. <laughs> I mean, I think that's amazing because uh, that's actually something that I wanted to mention too. Uh, it's, I think it's really important um, in developing your writing, anyone's writing, to, like, 
thinks pretty critically about the mentor that you've had along the way, whether it's a teacher or a cousin or, or you know, brother, sister, aunt, whoever. Um, and, and really, like, some of the, like, a lot of the lessons that you get, like, like for instance, we talked about Jim Fritz. Uh, I mean, that dude, that dude was so real with me that he, mm-hmm. he broke down so many barriers and just, like, he's like, yeah, basically, like, what are you tripping on? Just like obviously do the thing and what, like, stop making it a, stop, stop worrying so much about that it's a problem and just make it not a problem. Yeah. Um, and, and like it, it, you just saying all that, it brought me, it brought me all the way back to, uh, to fifth grade. This is, uh, Miss Benware. Remember? <laughs> she, she was, a uh, she, so, um, <laughs> and, but, but, uh, I was thinking about it before you were saying that there was the first poem you ever wrote right or the first mm-hmm. thing that you had written so the first i remember the first poem that i ever wrote was uh like reluctantly but in miss benware's class she it was like some prompt or something and we had to, it was like it was like almost like haiku but it was i don't know remember mm. but I, I still have that i still have the little frames little Aww. thing it's like three it's like three lines and, it, and like i look back at them holy crap that's really really dark like it was uh i wonder if i can remember it uh uh, I was like frostbite falling from my frozen hands, uh, snowflake something in the sky. The cold carpet is calling, and I'm like, oh man, like. <laughs> um, but even then, that's like that's a very like important aspect. Like uh, without Miss Benware and me and my disdain for Miss Benware, I don't know if I ever would have uh, cared to have even done that or started that. And. Uh, and without people like Jim Fritz, uh, yeah, to basically be like, hey, dude, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's like get your thoughts out. Get your thoughts out. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I really think everyone should be encouraged to do that. Man, this class that I had from Mr. B's English class, which I mentioned, uh, dude, I remember that creative writing unit. One of the coolest things I remember. He took us into the computer lab today, uh, one day, and he had us press the power button on the monitor so that we couldn't see. And he told us to just start typing, type a story. And I think it was the coolest thing because, you know, the whole concept behind it is that we get too fixated on the little things to really even get anything out in the first place. Yeah, and you can just resign, right? Right. Right there, yeah. Yeah, and it was... I've never heard that. That's brilliant. Yeah. It, yeah. So like I've done that before, like, you know, I work on a laptop now, so I like, I'll just dim the screen or I'll, I'll put a piece of paper over it so that I'm not looking at what I'm writing and I'll just get the thoughts out in the first place. But like that whole creative writing unit, I mean, it made me fall in love with that class. It made me, you know, I use a lot of what he taught me in my own teachings as a teacher. I think back often at that, the advice that he gave us when it comes to writing and just like what a good person he was too. I want to wrap this up with one final thing here. Um, I want you guys to think about like just advice you can give listeners or even people who are just reluctant towards writing. And I want you to think about one piece of advice you can have for listeners uh, when it comes to writing. What is one thing that you can share when it comes to writing that you really wish people could just take home, hold on to and understand. I'll start. Yeah. I need to think about this for a second. I'll start. Well, then we'll go to Lauren. 
So I, my piece of advice is, uh, don't be scared to test the waters and find out what works for you. Um, the only thing that you're going to, the only way you're going to, you know, learn to like something or figure out what works for you is by getting your toes wet in different ponds. So, you know, feel free to dabble a little. Um, I know that expository writing wasn't my thing, but I know creative writing is. And um, I learned that through a lot of dabbling. So don't be afraid to dabble in what works for you. That would be my thing. Lauren, go ahead. Um, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but like when you feel it, do it. Like if you feel like any emotion or any like feelings and you want to get it out, just don't even think about it and just do it. Just do it. It doesn't matter if it's wrong or right. Just do it when you feel it. Strongly agree. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's that's basically what I was gonna say is that uh, do not worry about right or wrong. Uh, just focus on how you feel awesome. and get it out. Cool. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of That's What She Said, the Therapy of Writing. Yay! Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And please don't forget to drop in the first Thursday of every month on That's What She Said.